Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How you doing, sir? Awesome, man. Fantastic. You had a week, bro. I had a week, a weekend. Really, it was just like it was just like two days, but they were both really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get in it. All right. Uh, we saw obviously Top Gun Maverick. <sighs> we're gonna so talk good. about that later, guys. So, so good. good. Yeah, that's that's our pod discussion this week. Yeah. Um, didn't do anything really Friday. Good deal. Uh, watched. Um, a little bit of floors lava, like we talked about. No, that happened Friday, happened Sunday. Nice. Uh, obviously caught up with Kenobi. Yes. Um, the boys. Ooh, I have not touched Man, that yet. The boys. Uh, and also watched some of the Orville over the weekend. You ever watched the Orville? No, but it's on my list, dude. Yeah. It is on my list to watch. Uh, well, they just put a third season up. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's kind of a kind of like a reboot. From the first two, I don't know what happened with those, but they're on Hulu. It's a whole thing. Okay. Uh, Saturday, though, I went to... This is what I'm here yeah, for. Went to a comic book convention. Well, it's a collector's convention, not just comic books. Yeah. It's, it was CollectorCon in Charlotte. Uh, trading cards, um, handmade swords, knives that I sent you the picture of. Captain America shield. You sent me the picture of the shield, and there, I saw in the right corner. Did you see the hammer? The hammer. <laughs> you saw me the on there. The hammer. Dude, it was <laughs> legit. And they also had an Infinity Gauntlet and Tony's uh, Nanotech Gauntlet. Like the gauntlet by itself? With the stones in it. Oh, dude. And it was all legit. Like, it was people, legit. People spending hours and, like, a lot of money yeah. making this stuff, that, dude. That... I don't remember how much the shield was, but the hammer was five hundred dollars. But it was legit. Were you able to like pick it up? Yeah, yeah. He he gave it to us. Jeez. Whole, and it was it was pretty heavy. Like it was legit. Pretty awesome. 
Like, was it weighted? Did you, were you able? Were you able to? Oh, I mean, you could throw it if you wanted to. It was, I mean, it was like picking up a rock, okay. basically, like a heavy rock. Interesting. Just with the handle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of other stuff, uh, trading cards, sports, yeah, games, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Match Gathering, all that stuff. Uh, but they also had autograph signings, right? Uh, so we met, uh, well, first we, we saw Vanilla Ice perform with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They came out on stage and danced with them. It was the best day of your life, dude. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> so they, uh, he performed um, the Ninja Rap or Go Ninja Go yep. from uh, 2, Secret of the Ooze. Secret of the Ooze. And they came on stage and danced. And they actually came back out like later on. It was just partying. It was, <laughs> it was super weird, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hanging out? Yeah, just during his show, they just kind of came back on stage and started dancing again. It's whatever. How many uh, songs... Did he do? Uh, he did a whole set. I oh, mean, really? I want to say. Or how long was he on stage for? Uh, he was on stage for about 45 minutes, maybe. Nice. Maybe he has that like many that. tracks? Or well, he, he did play some other stuff, or, too, not just his or, say, or was Goaded to Go like 40 minutes? He was kind of, he kind of put on like a, like a club show. Oh, like, okay. Like, uh, played other kind of music, kind of, uh, Cut in and out of stuff, some dance music, and okay. basically it was like a '90s throwback kind of concert, and it was awesome. Like the best day awesome. ever is what you're talking about. Yes, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, that's all he talked about was how awesome the '90s was. Yeah, because he was uh, cool <laughs> in the early '90s. Probably right. Yeah, yeah. So after '96, uh... and then we took a picture with the turtles, me and my wife. Obviously, uh, but one thing I haven't told you about yet. What have I you got not a, told me? Got a little surprise for you. Oh, Why don't you check snap. out? So while we were there, one of my childhood heroes was there, the original Red Power Ranger, Austin St. John. Yo, Jason so, was there? So Jason was there. Get out of here. <laughs> and actually, uh, Walter Jones was there too, the uh, the Black Power the Black, Ranger. Black yeah. Ranger, yeah. He was there too, signing autographs. So well, Zach, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... I ended up buying this while I was there. Obviously. It's something I probably wanted since the first time I saw that TV show. Let's go. And I got him to sign it for me. Let's see it. Get <laughs> dude, dude, is that, that all the power coins? Oh, man, the ring light. The ring dude. light's... Okay. Is that the, all the power coins? Okay, guys, so what we're five, looking at it's here... the five originals. All right, yeah. guys, so what we're looking at here is a green box. It says Legacy... Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the Power Morphers. If yes. you know anything about the original Power Rangers, <laughs> they had a all had a coin, like a dino coin. That's right? le- that's diecast. That's legit, dude. Feel that. They have a dino. They all have a coin. Yeah. And then you have the morpher that they pull out. You're just gonna have you. You just had to be there. Okay. It was a it was a wild time. This, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, that was wow. Part of the childhood, man, and I. And, you know, I was debating on getting his autograph or going to meet him because I didn't really have nothing for him to sign, right? And then we were just walking around, and there was some stuff there. And I saw that, and I was like, you know, there's something I've always wanted. And, you know, I got some adult money now. So. We got adult money. <laughs> Let's spend it. So, so 
We bought that, and I went over and saw him and got him to sign it. Dude, I am so <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Stoked dude. for you, man. <laughs> and like, it's not coming out of this box, is it? No, not at all. No, yeah, that's never, that's a smart move right there. Well, I mean, to me, it's not like it's something not a toy I, that not, you want to go. Well, no, it's not something I like bought to hopefully <laughs> sell it later on for money. Yeah. So if I want to take it out and wear it, I'm gonna do it. Says, guys, I'm gonna go I'm around. That's the coolest uh, Halloween costume. Is it a belt year. buckle? What is it? Um, uh, what What is that? Because I know they always had it, like in their back pocket or well, something. Well, uh, from what I saw, it's got like a a holder here that you clip on your belt, and then this goes inside that. Dude, what so, What if you turned into a ranger? I mean, that'd be pretty awesome. That'd be yeah. awesome. You have to you have to flip me. You have to flip me a coin, bro. I'd just be. <laughs> I'll be the crane, so, whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll sport the skirt all day. <laughs> whatever. Yes. So, let's, yeah. Let's go. For, for everybody on YouTube, you can see that. 2022, um, man. Yeah. I don't it care. Was, it was pretty awesome. It's just something from my childhood that now I'll have for a very long time. That's pretty awesome, brother. That is pretty awesome, man. Oh, God. Oh. He's making adjustments okay. back there, ladies it's and gentlemen. It's unstable. It's just real heavy. Yes. Because it's die cast. It's not plastic. <clears throat> so it's like. And you see, I had to like explain what it was because this is also like an audio medium. Yeah. So you just put it up to the camera and was like, here, look, everybody. We do have cameras, it guys. Was, we aren't was, on YouTube. But. I mean, it was getting there. I was just. Okay. You know, we got to. We got to was, play to, to two different platforms. I mean, that's what awesome, Audio awesome, and dude. video platforms. I am stoked for you. <laughs> so, yeah, that was. Not going to happen until I was like, it was kind of a two thing, right? It was like one, like I saw that and I was like, oh, that would be pretty cool to have. And then I was like, okay, well, Austin St. John's here. I get it. I can go see him, whatever. That'd be pretty cool. When they both came together. Yeah. It was like, all right, let's buy these and give them to sign it. Yes. I have adult money. Yeah. So here's <laughs> yeah. the thing. We've been friends since about middle of high school there. Yep. I had no clue that he was your favorite ranger. He's also my he, favorite ranger, I mean, bro. He's the OG man, the OG Red Ranger. That's it. Everybody's like, "What, Tommy the Green Ranger?" Yeah. Nah, I'm good. He's he's just been around for so long. He's doing just, it. He's he, just like he's a just, legacy he OG kind of exactly. Guy. So yeah. Tommy came in, and Tommy was the the more attractive. Tommy came in and beat everybody's ass. Girls, yo, <laughs> in a five episode arc, bro. <laughs> But he came in more attractive. Uh, the fans loved yeah. him more. They had the green red. You had the flute magic sword thing. Shout yep. out to JP. We still don't know what he had. That flute magic yeah, sword thing that had the dragon come through, now, bro. They also had the the white sword from when he was a white ranger there, too. Samba. Samba. Samba, yeah. 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 So, God, you know. Childhood, bro. <laughs> Wild. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he just came in, whooped everybody's ass, and became a favorite. I watched that five episode oh, like yeah. when it, when it first dropped on Netflix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I fast forward like I was watching that and when it was watched on TV. the five episode arc and was like, "This still does not hold up," but it was so right. good though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the worst about it, right? Is is honestly none of them do at yeah. all. You could watch any of them, and they're all pretty, pretty, pretty horrible. Cutting edge there, yeah. <laughs> Guys, we're eventually going to get into our pot, I promise. We're good. Um, yeah, we got this. Dude, I t- had you uh, check out Floor is Lava. Floor is Lava. Yes, sir. Talk to me, brother. What were your thoughts about this? 
You watched it when it first dropped in the pandemic, right? Yeah, I saw season one right off the bat. Um, crushed it? And then, yeah, crushed that. There was nothing else to I, do, yeah. <laughs> so I watched the first episode of this one. Yeah. Of uh, season two. Um, and, I mean, it's, it's got some new stuff, right? Yeah, I got the, got the, the mountain at the yeah. end, which is cool. But, I mean, it's all basically the same. It's just it's fun. Same. It's fun to see them <laughs> just attempt things after things and you know some of them make it some of them smash their faces on the good god dude that was so gross but fun at the same exact time bro so the cool thing about floor is lava right as as this is on netflix right now they had season one out they have season two that just dropped a couple days ago and this is just a very fun show and it's based off of that old you know the kids jumping around on the furniture and everything from the love seat to the lazy boy table because the floor is lava that's what it's yeah. based off but it's the adult version right. my favorite thing is like they're our age yeah or a little older or a little older than <laughs> us right yeah. these are grown people yeah, yeah. who are running jumping like f- falling in this goo lava type thing yeah. i feel like they had a little bit more puzzles and i think they implemented the that those passes you got to get yeah. now right mm-hmm. so it isn't just uh get to be, the line yeah. to the end you have to get a pass for each person. It makes you use more of the entire yeah. maze, but which I is cool. That was pretty good because yeah. they all have to go different ways. Before, they would just find one path and everybody would follow it. Yep. So now it's a lot more fun to Except watch. Except for those triplets, though. Burn. They just suck no I matter don't, what they do. It's <laughs> <laughs> just horrible. You know, I mean, they tried to come back. They tried. Yeah, yeah. They tried, man. So, yeah, it was definitely fun. It is fun to watch just thinking about that. And like it's a it's a live thing now. Yeah. Well, dude, um, I don't want to jump too much into it, but I think in the next week or two, we really got to do a deeper dive into Stranger Things. It's still fresh. Yeah, man. Um, I will say this: I crushed it. I mean, do you want to wait till the last two episodes come out and then do it? Jump into it hardcore right after that. I don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow, bro. I have no clue. You, I mean, you're right. I might just right. get on YouTube and it just talk like, about it tomorrow. It's like four, uh, what, three, four weeks, three weeks? It's a long time. A lot A lot can happen. So it's I think like it's the 31st. Yeah, it's like yeah. three weeks there. Um, but I will say these seven episodes, just amazing. Just great. Yeah. Just great storytelling, man. It definitely took more of a horror turn this, this season. And I love that. Yeah, and I think, you know, they're all getting older, getting older, right? So they're seeing things a little more, a little different, and um, you can just kind of play with that more, right? You can yeah. do a lot more things with with older characters than you could when they were, you know, whatever age they were, 11, 12 years old. And I love the, still, they always relate to D&D, man. I think that's really cool. <laughs> Mind you, I'm somebody who's never played D&D and don't know anything about it. Right. But I find that really cool that there's still a callback to the big baddie, whoever the big baddie is. Yeah, yeah. It's a character from... Right. Well, they relate it to a character from D&D, man. That's kind of like their childhood innocence that's kind of following through. Yeah. I'm really enjoying that, bro. I thought that was really cool. Oh, yeah. They don't let go of it this season. I mean... Yeah. D&D is the whole... Seems like it's the kind of the backbone of the... Of the whole fantasy, right? Yep. Which is pretty cool. Agreed, man. Agreed. All right, dude. So my weekend was not as cool. Yeah. <clears throat> but I did I do want to say one <laughs> thing. 
Um, I did help celebrate a good family friend's uh, high school graduation. Oh, at a okay. party up there in uh, Greensboro, where I'm always at. You know, I, I, three weekends in a row, I'm hanging out with old JP. So, yeah. uh, but real, real quick, guys, congrats to she's basically like a like a daughter niece uh, to me. But congrats to Reagan Gales. Um, this young lady, she's going to school to study study the arts. Okay. Uh, she's going to be a rapper, singer, okay. dancer, actor, producer, all around hustler. I was about to ask what kind of arts, but so I appreciate love. that. Yes. Yes, man. <laughs> Everything. She yeah. might even draw. I don't know. You know, um, everybody <clears throat> needs a graphic designer. Hey, dude, college is about finding yeah. yourself. Okay. Yep. She might end up being an animator. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, cool. But but Reagan, congrats and good luck to you in your collegiate years. Have a good one. Congratulations. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we're discussing the trailers for Pinocchio, Man from Toronto, that latest episode of Kenobi, yes, I'm calling it that, and our Movie of the Week, Top Gun Maverick. man let's go ahead and jump into it yeah live action pinocchio <laughs> do we need it and what are your thoughts <laughs> um i don't think we do and i i don't have any particular excitement for it but i never really was a pinocchio fan yeah yeah so we'll see you know. I know I've watched the one of the horror versions of Pinocchio. I have not. Oh yeah, there's some creepy. There, I think there's a few creepy oh, wow. ones out there. Well, this uh, one does look kind of creepy because yeah. Tom Hanks is taking another role where he looks kind of scary, right? Yeah. It was it's Elvis, and now this he doesn't look scary <laughs> in this movie, guys. But this is Pinocchio. This is a live action adaptation of Disney's Pinocchio. You know, the boy who is made out of wood, but what's the real boy? He lies. No stretches every time he t- says a lie. This is directed yeah. by Robert Zemeckis and stars Tom Hanks, um, Lauren Bracco, Cynthia Revo, a Luke Evans, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Jiminy Cricket. That's what I'm excited That's about. That's pretty awesome. That's going to be cool. Um, my wife's boyfriend, Keegan-Michael Key. Um, <laughs> hate that guy. <laughs> In a, in a laundry list right. of other people, right? right. So, um, yeah, Robert Zemeckis does not make a bad movie. Now, that being said, there has been Hate a live King action, Hate him. a so, live action Pinocchio, right? Um, I don't think made by Disney though. Gotcha. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the. There, I mean, there's been so many Cinderellas and Beauty yeah. and the Beast and stuff, but like made by exactly Disney, you know what I mean? Like gotcha, that's the yeah. that's their property. So yeah. I'm curious. I'm very curious as to his his boy form, like is he gonna be like a let's look like a kid or is he gonna look just like a wooden body kind of guy? Good question, man. Curious. So have you ever seen uh Robert Williams in Bicentennial Man? Yes. Yeah, it's like a seven hour movie, but it's so yeah, good. It's fantastic. Um 
I wonder if it takes like that that approach, you know, by little by little he starts to become a real boy, or is it like a, and he's a real boy, right? Well, I like that I, gradual change, but well, I think that's the thing. He, I also don't know the story of Pinocchio really well. Well, it's I think not that's my what that's what it was. It was like overnight he became a real boy, but he still looked like a like the puppet. That's weird. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. makes me not want to watch Age of Ultron <laughs> anymore either. Yeah. <laughs> Ever again. So, guys, we're going to, I'm going to say this right. This is going up on our socials. This trailer. We want to know your reactions to this. So, let us know in the comments, anywhere our socials are. Are you excited for this Pinocchio movie? It actually drops on Disney Plus. Those are Disney Plus exclusive. I might take a look and see just how creepy it is and see where it goes. (laughs) He goes like, Ten minutes. In. Yeah. No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nightmares. Thank I you. really feel. I, I really feel like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's um, Jiminy Cricket is going to keep people entertained, though. Man, he's just a very talented yeah. actor, and I don't know if this is his first time doing a voice, but I doubt it's the first time doing a voice. But I'm excited about it, though. All right, man. I have been really excited about this trailer, The Man from Toronto. <laughs> Hitman meets Dead Man. The world's deadliest assassin and New York's biggest screw-up are mistaken for each other at an Airbnb rental. Uh, directed by Patrick Hughes, uh, starring the great Woody Harrelson and Kevin Hart. Talk to me, brother. Yeah, uh, that concept is hilarious. It's fantastic. And you get that glimpse in the trailer pretty fast. Like he's, he's clueless. Kevin Hart's character just... He's, he's walking, he's like, oh, you never know what you can get at an Airbnb. <laughs> and then he goes downstairs with a guy hanging there. Uh, this is going to be Kevin Hart's action comedy yep. persona, right? Uh, as we've seen, he can do a lot. Kind of like a fish out of water. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's this kind of tale, yeah. yeah. So he, <laughs> we're going to get that action comedy Kevin uh, humor. uh Probably over dramatic. Oh, one thousand percent. And it's gonna be fantastic. But Woody Harrelson. Dude, the ultimate as, badass in this. <laughs> uh you know, it's kind of a buddy comedy, right? But they're not buddies. So I'm just looking forward to the back and forth, the yeah. smart assness from each of them back and forth to each other and because they're probably, both hilarious dude. Probably a good bit of physical humor yeah. between the two as well. So that's my take on that. Yeah, they're both just hilarious. Like <laughs> two of the most funny people that are working today. Obviously, Woody Harrelson, he has the ability to look like the sweetest guy in the room in some <laughs> movies, right? Mm-hmm. And then like this movie, he legit looks like the scariest MF that you do not want to walk past, dude. Yeah, that's right? like when he was in Venom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As, uh, Cletus Cassidy, he was super creepy. Very. Very and bad. then you go and watch like Zombieland, and <laughs> he's supposed he's, to be a badass, yeah, yeah, that, but, but he's, he's really like a teddy bear, <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys, uh, this is gonna be a Netflix drop uh, later on this month, June twenty fourth. So uh, this one's coming quick. Oh yeah, let us know your thoughts. This will also go on our socials. You said that was a Netflix drop. It's a Netflix drop. Okay. Yes, sir. I think that's where Kevin Hart's doing a lot of his work now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Adam Sandler did it, and they're paying him bucos to do it. So yep. why not? You know, the Get Duffer it. Brothers. Going back to the Stranger Things, the Duffer Brothers 
they got signed on to like a very large Netflix deal to create like four or five more shows, That's like awesome. two or three movies. There's Netflix dollars, That's bro. Awesome. Got all the money. That's all right. All right, this most recent episode of Kenobi. And yes, guys, I'm just going to call it that because that's more of a badass title. I agree. Only because. I agree. Only, th- thank you. Only because, right? He goes by, he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's his yeah. birth name. Yeah. But he goes by Ben yep. as well. So let's just call it Kenobi. Let's just call it Kenobi, guys. Yeah, Maybe season two, they just shortened know it. Who they're talking about. Yeah. Somebody's going to be like, oh, oh, which Kenobi? Never heard of this guy. <laughs> Which one is it? Is yeah. it Ma Kenobi or Pa Kenobi we're talking about here, right? <laughs> yeah. Dude, this was um, the one thing about this episode, right? They got, he still got the girl and they yeah. went to go find some friend. Your boy, Zach Braff, is voices the dude in the beginning. Right. I thought it was Seth Rogen for a second, but I was like, no, that's not Seth. Let me look this up. The dude in the, um, Who's driving them? Frick. Frick, yes. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I can... Stuff like that just sticks in there. That's good. I don't know why. That's good, because I had no clue. But it's like <clears throat> the movie details. Like, I, I didn't know it was Zach Braff or who the director of this yeah. movie was. Yeah. I could get... I, but I remember that guy's name was Frick. <laughs> That's why we work well together, man. That's why we work well together, man. Um, this, the first half of this was like the other episodes. Yeah. Um, but then when they were being chased, mm-hmm. it seemed like a more of a horror movie, right? Did yeah. You get it got that? really it, it dark. It got really dark. Did it got, get like a horror movie vibe and like, guys, we got Darth Vader. Yep. He, James Earl Jones came back to voice him, by the way, like 99 years right. old, still doing it big. Um, I get those residuals, man. God, cha-ching. Um, <laughs> but, like, this was a scary Vader, man, chasing yeah. him. And Obi-Wan was, like, powerless is what it seemed like. He was, was he scared? I, th- I think he was. He was having kind of, uh, like, visions and stuff, right? Yeah. So I think his whole just mental thing is kind of where he's just out of whack right now. Uh, but, yeah, the the – the first episodes were really all leading up to the end of this episode. Yeah. Right. The big, big fight in quotations. Uh, but yeah, super dark. Uh, a lot of bad stuff happened that I didn't really expect to happen. At least not, not this early on. Yeah. Yeah. Like we know we can just tell by looking at Alec Guinness in a new hope. Like Kenobi goes through some shit, okay? Like we we know, okay? A lot of miles on this guy, yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Right? Yeah. Um, dude single handedly like won the Clone Wars, okay? Right. So we know he's been through some stuff, but dude, just the things that happened in this episode, yeah. Guys, if you're not watched it yet, it's a fantastic episode. Once again, it leans more into the the horror element that. I kind of dug, right? It was that Star It was that, remember that scary feeling that you got at the end of Rogue One and when it's like super dark mm-hmm. and then all you see is like the red lightsaber and all you see is like the flashes of him just like Darth Vader just whooping ass and taking names. <laughs> like that was kind of like that creepy. They lean into that a lot yeah. more in this episode, man. And I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. I didn't, ex- I didn't expect him to 
Well, I expected him to show up this episode because of the end of the last episode. Yeah. But I didn't expect him to just, like, be there all of a sudden, and now we're... Like, he was just there. We were, yeah, he just was showed up all of a sudden and made and was making things happen. Um, Yeah. Keep on so, keeping on with this with this season, man. This yeah. is fantastic. We love this. How about uh, the actors playing Leia, the young girl? Dude, talented. She is fantastic. Yeah, and just cute as a butt. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> just just so cute and just very very good at delivering her lines. You have a really good child actor, yeah. man. Like, you want to put talent around her, and she's yeah. like, "Nah, I got this, fam." <laughs> Which uh, back off, right? I can, I got this. This yeah. is me. Very well spoken. Yeah, like I said, very very good at delivering everything. Tell you, man, Disney Plus they they really know what they're doing. Oh yeah, I got, I got to hand it to them, man. I did not think I'd be watching Disney Plus as much as I am. Right. Um, but with all the Marvel stuff, with all of the Star Wars stuff. And they have like a bunch of just throwback stuff, man. Yeah, they just dropped so much stuff. Yeah, um, you know, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I'm watching all those Netflix Marvel shows, which was dark, gritty mm-hmm. TV MA. They're all on there. Yeah. Now, mind you, there's some parental controls. So, mom and dad, if you don't want your kids yeah. watching this, <laughs> set them parental controls. Yep. But if you want to enjoy, go ahead and enjoy. Yep. All right, man, you ready to hop into our movie of the week? Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys, we have Top Gun Maverick. This movie dropped this beautiful year of 2022. Mark it on your calendars. Mark it on your calendars because it already happened. Yes. All right, guys, so obviously not going to bore you with a bunch of releases of this year, so we're going to jump right into this amazing director, Joseph Kaczynski. This was had a nice writer's room here, guys. We have the story by Peter Craig and Justin Marks and the screenplay by Aaron Kruger, Eric Warren Singer, and the great Christopher McQuarrie. Shout outs to him. Just fantastic writer and director. That was a lot. That was a lot of people. Big move. It's a big yeah. writer's room, bro. Fantastic. Uh budget of 150 million or excuse me, 170 million. Oh yeah. So far. And I updated this right before we started the pod. 558.2 million. Let me, let me hit this refresh. <laughs> oh, it's there. Because <laughs> uh, I want to say Saturday night, I think I did some of this. And it was in like the 540 something. Yeah. So still still making, making things happen. Yeah, man. Fantastic. All right, let me take a deep breath. Uh, we got a bunch of characters here. Uh, we're going to go through these real fast names and call signs, basically. Love it. Let's go. Tom Cruise as Maverick. Miles Teller as Rooster. Jennifer Connelly as Penny. She is not a pilot. She's just a lady. The, the lady. Penelope. Uh, yeah, the lady uh, interest of Tom Cruise. Uh, John Hamm as Cyclone. Glenn Powell as uh, Hangman, Lewis Pullman as Bob, that is his call sign, uh, Ed Harris as Hammer, uh, we see Val Kilmer as Iceman, Monica Babaro 
as Phoenix, Charles Parnell as Warlock, Jay Ellis as Payback, Danny Ramirez as Fanboy, Greg Davis as Coyote, Manny Jacinto as Fritz, Jack Schumacher as Omaha, Bashar Salahuddin as Hondo, Jake Picking as Harvard, Robert Lee, or excuse me, Raymond Lee as Yale, and Kara Wang as Halo. That's a lot. That's a lot, That's bro. A lot going on. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah brother. That's a lot of a lot of people. All know. right, man. So we can talk about all these amazing people because we're going to talk about every single one of them because I have all the time in the world. That's fine. Give me that uh, <laughs> quick quick synopsis, <laughs> sir. <laughs> This is our this is our pod, right? Yeah, yeah whatever, we whatever. We got a three hour pod, <laughs> and you will listen to every second. <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right, this is a quick one. Uh, this time around for Maverick at Top Gun, it's not about him being the best of the best this time. It's about him teaching the best of the best. Uh, this Top Gun class is there to train. Uh, for their upcoming mission with the probability of them not coming home. And that probability is very high. Very, very high. All right, man. Off the top, let's talk about Maverick. Yeah. This is Maverick 30 years later. Um, right now he's a test pilot, flight instructor. Um, and he comes back to train the group of Top Gun graduates but what is he doing at first he's in this private military mission to take this what was it called the dark star yeah take this dark star and try to hit make it hit like 10 g's yep that's how we open up with this guy yep like he's still pushing (laughs) the limits he's still doing badass stuff okay And and i love his hanger dude I thought the coolest thing, just the bikes and the the memorabilia, man. That's just a very, a very nice touch to the throwback of yeah. of everything that he went through in the first movie. But that plane he flew, it didn't last. No, no, that, he pretty much destroyed all that that it, whole program. It hit ten G's it, plus. It went a little bit more. <laughs> Also went up in flames. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> also went up in flames, man. So not not only did he blow up the airplane, but he also probably got the whole thing canceled anyways. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ed Harris was not happy, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense, yeah. <laughs> um, let's, let's do this, man. With him now, 30 years later, um, he's not that hot shot anymore. All right, he's kind of fizzled out. He's still a captain, so he's still got a high rank. But there's yeah. he could have done so much other stuff, right? Right. I, I, Iceman is, um, you know, the leader of the whole Pacific Command. Yeah. Um, guys like John Hamm's character, um, have overpassed him. Right, is younger but passed him. Yeah, they're all what? Uh, John Hamm is vice admiral. Val Kimmer is a four-star admiral. Exactly. And is the commander mm-hmm. of the Pacific Fleet. So. Which is awesome. All these guys have passed him, and he's still just Captain Pete Maverick. Yeah. Mitchell. He just wants to fly. He's a fly That's boy. Um, wow. And, you know, he still makes mistakes. He still yeah. is that Maverick-type character. 
Um, I like there there was a lot of exposition mm-hmm. that actually had to dive into it. Right, they did it real quick. Yeah, to explain what he's been doing for thirty years, and basically he's still flying planes, still hooking up with girls. Yeah, right? like that's the I vibe mean, I know, got. Right, <laughs> still driving the same motorcycle, wearing yeah. the same jacket. Yeah, just getting it done. Just getting just, it done, bro. You know, why? Why? <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. <laughs> Tom Cruise ain't broke, guys, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but he then takes this this uh, job, what was a command, yeah. uh, training this group of Top Gun graduates, man. And I think this really, I think this is where the growth happens, right? Because yeah. he left, the end of Top Gun, that's what he was going to do. He was going to come back and he's going to train. Oh, yeah, he went, he went back. But he fizzled out like a month or yeah. two later or something. Right? Last two months, I think. <laughs> right? Um, but so he's back at Top Gun mm-hmm. having to do this. Uh, Iceman basically ma- makes him. And this is the maturity right here, right? At first, he doesn't really want to do it. He's not the right. man for the job. Let me just go on the mission, right? Let me go on this crazy-ass mission. Right, because he's – yeah, because he thinks – well, he first he thinks that he is going to fly – in this mission, in yeah. this mission, and then they're like, "No, you're not. You're not flying." Yeah, and then he's like, "You want me to teach people? <laughs> Come on!" And I think that's where the fun is yeah. in this movie, man. Seeing him being taught by like Jester and, and um, the guys from the first movie, and now right. being in in these shoes, man. And a lot of these movies who do this kind of flip it on its head with the characters. Yeah, it's not natural. This was very natural in that. Right, he far, went through as far as him maturing, as far as him yeah, maturing, yeah. as far as him getting their respect and everything. Right, yeah. like he bought everybody beer at the bar because mm-hmm. of what he he was doing. Right, yeah. um, they tossed him out of the bar when they when he walked in the front of them. They were just like, <laughs> "Hangman was like shit." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like, <laughs> he tried to like literally hang his head yeah, there. Yeah. Um, he quickly gained respect, so he went through the whole barrage of things mm-hmm. to gain their respect. So I, I definitely appreciated that, man. That was even though that's a very tried and true method of how you put, how you age somebody or how you mature somebody. Yeah, this was very smooth the way they did it, man. I really enjoyed this, and for the rest of the movie, he's just badass Maverick, man. Yeah, he uh, does all the flight training with them. Yeah, you know he's up in the air just as much as they are. Um, yeah, his maturity goes like he's that teacher. He's he's. Doing what he has to do, he's got orders. Then it gets into a little bit more personal. Then he starts seeing, you know, we don't want these guys to to die out there. Yeah. So he he does all that training with them and becomes that leader, right? And that's how you gain respect. All right, listeners, coming up is an interview with the friend of the pod, Mark Williamson. He was a part of episode 25 from season one, which was our Heroes vs. Villains Bracket Challenge. Please enjoy this conversation between Mark and Clyde as he reflects on his experience watching Top Gun Mavericks. Team. We got a friend of the pod here, Mark Williamson. Welcome back, brother. How you been? I've been good, Clyde. How you been? Hey, man. Living the dream, trying to build this podcast. Really excited. Just had a uh, Top Gun week, brother. We had Top Gun last week, Top Gun Maverick this week. 
It's just it's just been fabulous summer so far, man. Talk to me, Goose. <laughs> All right, man. Before we we jump in, man, it's been a while since I've seen you, bro. How's life treating you, Jess, and the little ones, brother? We've been good, you know. I mean, last time we were on, I think I dipped a little bit into the bourbon, which I think that's maybe why I wasn't invited back. But hey, you can't start day drinking if you don't start drinking in the day, is what I say. So Max. glad to be on. I got my coffee. Good deal. So, uh, for, good deal. For the audience members, we'll just leave it at that. Awesome, man. Awesome, brother. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, brother. We just want to focus on these two movies, more Top Gun Maverick. Um, but let's just go ahead and jump into it, right? Whew. All right, I man. Feel the need. Need for speed. <laughs> oh, it's getting to be a chant. You walk around town, you say it, people are yeah. in lines. I personally saw the movie on a Tuesday, nice. early premiere. Very nice. We got a pen. I walked out. I said, I don't want to, or I walked in, I said, I don't want a pen or a poster. I walked out, I grabbed four pins, four posters, <laughs> and booked my ticket to go see it again. It was that good. Yeah, I'm going to have to go see it again in IMAX this time. I didn't. Uh, we saw it, me and Javi saw it on a Wednesday night. I'm going to have to go definitely see it in IMAX, either this next weekend, probably. So, pretty excited about it. Yeah, and that's, you know, when I think about that movie, and I think about what I saw in an interview with John Hamm, they shot it in four i'm gonna get this wrong dlx and there's yeah. like seven you got one near you i need you to go i need you to tell me how that is One thousand. i got more thoughts on that but let's dig into it all right man all right all right so let's focus on the differences between the two movie and in the, the aspects here so overall we got top gun 86 top gun maverick 2022 uh which movie had a better plot right uh shot uh hot shot pilots trained to be the, in the top gun at Top Gun or the best of the best returning uh, and being part of this secret mission to stop this uranium from getting into the wrong hands. Which one had a better plot, brother? You're asking me which one had a plot. I don't, I don't know if necessarily both of them had a great plot. Let's just put it that way. Okay. They applied the KISS methodology and all, and they kept it stupidly simple. Yes. I'm a big fan of the first one because I was alive, one, and two, I think it was one of those movies where you didn't see Goose coming or dying. You didn't expect that. And yeah. that hit heavy. And then the adrenaline, the macho cheese moon, like this, the stuff that came out of it. And it lived in pop culture. Now, the second one, they got you because of the tie-ins to the first one. Oh, and they yeah. played with your emotions. And I guess this is, is this spoiler free or can we dig into a little bit of it? Hey, we're digging into it, man. All right. So when you thought there was going to be a rousing bar scene and it's going to be all singing and they're going to do the great balls of fire. And he walks out and looks through that window and the music starts playing and yeah. you start crying. Yeah. I was like, wow, that the director just took me on a different turn that I wasn't expecting 25 minutes into the movie. And now I'm crying and I'm looking and I'm just emotionally there, but the plot in one seemed to make so much sense all the way through i mean until the end it's like hey 24 hours later you're on a ship go fight some bad guys but, you know i mean in this one i i'm not kidding i went and saw it with my brother who's a big top gun fan had the t-shirt on he went and saw it, it or he's seeing it and he goes oh now's a good time to go to the bathroom he went to the bathroom john ham got up talked about what needed to be done he comes back from the bathroom he goes what i miss i said the point of the movie the like, point. that was it <laughs> i mean you know i don't know i i don't know if any of them had a truly great plot but i have to go with the first one good deal man good deal brother um i do like that fact that 
you know, they didn't rehash the exact same movie because it was so right. perfect, man. You have the best U.S. naval pilots coming and they're training to be the best of the best. But they put it on his head for, for Maverick and was like, you know what, Maverick, you're going to come back and actually teach. But at the same exact time here, you're not teaching guys who have not graduated Top Gun. You're teaching everybody who's already graduated Top Gun for this secret awesome mission, man. I thought that was really, really cool. I thought that was great. And I thought the fact that when we walked out of the movie, I got one of those critical friends. He goes, did anybody pass the training? They just put them on the mission and nobody passed. He goes, at least in the first one, they all passed. And I'm like, well, they already passed. It was like, yeah. you were just showing them that they did it. And I was exactly. Like, okay. <laughs> so I was like, why do you got to get that critical? Just enjoy it. Definitely, brother. Oh. All right, man. Um, <clears throat> very important, right? Um, better love interest here. We got Charlie or Penny, right? We got the, um, we got Charlie who was his love, met at the bar. Um, you know, they had their fling and then she was gone. And you right. have Penny who, if you remember, oh yeah, he's the, ad- she's the Admiral's daughter that he messed with before the beginning of the first one. And she returns for this one. Man, I thought that was a really cool tie-in there. What were your thoughts? I, I have to say Charlie, just because yeah. it fit into the plot better. Overall, I like the interactions with Penny and the way that they tied in her daughter and the way that they leaned into Tom Cruise. I mean, you just you don't see movies be self-aware that the fact that they have Tom Cruise in the movie better than Top Gun did. Like, why are you giving me that look? It's the only one I got. That's Which is it. usually <laughs> It's usually his smug look in every movie, but now they made it like a part of his character. Like, damn, yeah. you're charming. And it's like, yeah, Tom Cruise is pretty charming if you think about it. Like, he, I mean, he brought back some like Rain Man charm into that role. Yeah. And and the kid interaction and just, you know, that aspect of it. But I, I mean, you know, when Charlie walked in after he hit on her at the bar and, you know, your friend was great, right? And then they see her in the training. They're like, uh, like that to me. Classic. Is there for him after the death. And I thought Meg Ryan carried that movie when she put the emotional weight on the original. But I don't think they gave Jennifer Donnelly enough to, I wouldn't say work with. She did great with what she, you know, had. Yeah. You know, they went sailing. Like, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, you're in the Navy. Like, some good Navy jokes in there, right? But I ultimately, Charlie, she she was it. But uh, there's there's nothing better than the portion. I think yeah. the, I think him... I think Maverick and Penny fell in love, fell back in love a little too fast here, right? And you can see it right. from two different ways, right? Yeah, they fell in love too fast, but it sounds like they've been off and on. Yeah, sounds like that was his, that was, that was his, yeah. Yeah. Like he had a boo phone and he's like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> so he can call back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, was he just do a flyby by her house? Hey, I'm back home, you know. You got the skills, brother. <laughs> Good deal, man. All right. Um, so you are Maverick, all right? Put yourself in, in, uh, Pete Mitchell's shoes. You're a Maverick. Uh, who is your RIO and who is your wingman? You can pick from either movie. Oh, I mean, so I, I, I think Rio is Iceman. Uh, I, th- I think that, uh, and, 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 uh, I mean, she was, she was, she was tight when she was flying through that. I mean, she was um, amazing. Well, one, the actors being in the movie pilot yeah. were, were there. I mean, if who who do I want in that cockpit with me? I want Rooster. I'm, I don't want Goose. I want the son. I think 
I think Miles Teller brought a level of gravity mm-hmm. to that role. And literally, I'm again, I go, I went to the movies with my brother, who's, I mean, he's not a movie person at all. And he, I mean, he doesn't know anything about movies. Let's just be honest. He looks over at me halfway when he's playing the piano. He's like, is that his son? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, is that his son in real life? I'm like, no, that was played by Anthony Edwards. That's Miles Teller. He's like, dude, he looks good. Because I think in the, in the way that they incorporated that, and then if you cut cut the nuances of that movie, and when you see it again, and this is what I'm focusing on when I go see it again, the backseat kind of camaraderie that you had in the first one that was like, Mav, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, you're insane. Like, there was none of that in the entire movie until they get back in that F-16 and he gets in the back and he's flying in the back and it like that's when he starts dropping cuss words yeah it, there's like an air of like you know and, and i love the fact too that they kind of made it realistic like hey you got two fifth generation fighters like let's just take the first one out on an easy shot you know what i mean like he didn't yeah, there was no super movies like all right if i'm gonna get this dude i'm gonna like cut him off like it seemed realistic to me so I, I got to go rooster. And then, you know, Iceman to me is, is the guy that I want, you know, cover my six. Like he's just yeah, kind of a prick. I hangman was good too. I love that dude. dude. You know, I kind of felt like, yeah, he okay. I felt like Glenn Powell was. Yeah. So for, you know, they tried to make what they tried to do. Right. And it's always comparisons and parallels. Iceman was like the antagonist of the first movie, right? Not really. Right. Good guys and oh, good yeah. guys, right? But he was the antagonist to oh, easily. Maverick. And Hangman was the antagonist here. Once again, they're all good guys. They're all on the same exact team there. Right. Um, I feel like they're very similar though, man. They're very technical. They're very good. And they follow like orders to, to a T. I really like Hangman's character, bro. He, was, co- he was cocky. I was all get out, bro, which I enjoyed. You got to have that guy, man. <laughs> he did. And you know what? They both played off smirk, pissed off, like, likable guys, really yeah. good. Like, yeah. you know, like, now, Glenn didn't, and, you know, Hangman didn't, like, bite his teeth and, like, look in the camera and be all exciting and everything. But I, I can see, oh, yeah, blew my mind with that one. I'm going to have to, I'm gonna, that one's, that one's going to be one that keeps me up over this pod. By the way, you guys, I listen to that thing every single week. You guys have done a tremendous job growing it. I appreciate I mean, it, listening right? to it up here in Ohio. You and Avi are killing it, killing right. it, because it's it's just fans, and that, that's what we all are. So, awesome, side note, bro. go ahead. Definitely appreciate that, You can bro. cut that in post. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. Um, which admiral stood in Maverick's way more? Who do you think? You had uh, Tom Skerritt or John Hanks? I think John Hamm was a little bit more of a uh, an antagonist in terms of I know that that Hangman was the guy that was that was kind of getting under everybody's stand, but John Hamm just kind of played a he kind of played that air of superiority and I want to be the boss and hey I was a pilot before and he I you know I don't think he's getting a lot of credit for his role because it was just kind of hey this is who you're supposed to be but he played it very well very good I mean if we're going I mean it. it and although we didn't see him a lot, Ed Harris, I wish he was in the movie more. Oh, dude, I was, when I heard Ed Harris was in this movie, I was like, he's going to be the person who's going to oh. stop Maverick at all of his tracks. And we only Absolutely. did it in the beginning. I'm like, yeah, run, I was dude. expecting him to come back or like be on the ship. And just yeah. Be like, and it was just, oh, you know, you just wanted to 
I, I, I wanted more of him. But I got to go John Hanna on that one. That was pretty simple. He was just... All right, man. Um, let's do this, brother. Real quick, man. Uh, the beauty that this sequel is, man, just technically shot, the beauty, just the framing. This shot, it was shot with IMAX cameras, bro. And stop me if I'm wrong, but right. it looks like they attached these cameras on the wings of these planes. Yeah. The way that it was shot, man. You don't get action like that anymore, man. No. And, and because it was in, you know, and this is, again, I'm going to go back to my brother because it was cool. I was seeing it with my nephew who's 15, huge into Marvel, like t- texted me the other day. I saw the end of Stranger Things. You watched it. Yeah, it's the best thing ever. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. And and I get it, right? My brother doesn't, didn't grow up with Marvel, didn't grow up with that. And we walk out and he's like, now that was better than any Marvel movie, right? I'm like, hold on, we'll slow down. There wasn't 23 buildups to the end game. And like, I, you know, there were some emotional heartbeats. But I'll say this to what your point was, is the the action in it and the way that they filmed it was probably the most cinematic I've ever had. And I, I'll say this, I realized a new way to watch movies and I never even thought of it. We had this Tuesday premiere, yeah. second row back. I'm pissed, but I'm, you know, old. So I'm thinking second row, uh, you know? Yeah. Hold on. And I'm going to go off on a tangent here. So yeah. you cut me. When you recline a seat all the way back in a second or third row, it's like having an Oculus on your yeah. face. Yeah. I'm never, uh, Avatar, third row, on the middle, all the way back. And it's literally the best way to watch a movie from now on. But I have to ask, now that I'm thinking about it, like when they go to those premieres and they're all dressed, do you get like Tom Cruise in a tux, like putting his feet back up, watching the movie? Like, I don't know. Like, how's those, those, those movie Hollywood premieres? But anyways, uh, we actually had, my, my brother had a friend, he flew in the Navy, they called him Navy Dave, yeah. he was supposed to fly, they filmed all this out in Lake Tahoe, he was supposed to fly the day, and uh, his, his plane broke down. Really? So they, I mean, yeah, they, they put him up, then flew him around, and obviously there's tons of things that you can see on YouTube on how they, they watched it, and it, it's great, but I mean, to have that full on, that's not CGI, they're 100 feet from the deck, with Blue Angel pilots just doing what they do best, yeah, they're amazing. Man. You're never gonna, you're never gonna get that. Like, you're, and they're never gonna get it again. And now he's like he's shooting in space, but they shot that. Right. I thought absolutely brilliantly. And they're flying for real in Lake Tahoe, cruising through those mountains. There is no when that carrier launch. There is no CGI shot that can recreate that, man. No, there's, there's no computer graphics or anything. I can recreate that, man. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, you can't you can't spin somebody around and say, "Here, put them G's on your face." You know, like yeah. <laughs> it's not like the the actors are going. Uh, and I heard they had to control the camera and stuff like that, and like figure out how to do it. And I mean, uh, hats off to them because I I mean, I, I would say I'd be up for it, but then when the day came, I'd be like, okay, like you know. Uh, a little scary no it was beautiful beautifully shot beautifully well done and then you know i like the repetition in some of the scenes always coming back on the motorcycle right when they did penny like very grounded and keeping you into that rhythm yeah. of the movie like i thought that was that was well done the bar scenes super super uh you know kind of uh just i'll say transparent in the way they do it glenn powell's dad i think is actually in the bar scene he's like behind Miles Teller, because he, they're his parents are in every movie, 
So he's actually, he's at, yeah, like, I think Glenn Powell was on something and he's like, yeah, the camera just finds my dad. I'm like, that's cool. Like keeping it in the family. Like, anyways, I, 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 yeah. And the first one, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's all right. Good stuff, man. Good stuff, brother. All right, man, we're going to jump forward here. Um, for the sake of a little bit of time here, I do appreciate it. Uh, overall, man, um, how many buckets of popcorn do you get this movie? Remember, uh, zero buckets is it's a trash movie. I'll never watch it again. Five buckets, it's a top tier movie, man. How many buckets of popcorn? You can even do uh, that. I, I, yeah, I, I'd say four and a half. Okay. And I go because I think that the plot, while it was incredibly simple, the first thought in my head was they're doing the Death Star run. And yeah, dude, okay, I thought that same exact thing. <laughs> and, and while and while that was great, and, and while it was was amazing that yeah they're gonna do it in real, and 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 the, and the scenes were fantastic, and I particularly loved when they broke down the cinematography and they just made it raw, like it was almost like a like a GoPro camera with Tom Cruise just breathing hard because you know he was working in that jet and yeah. that made you feel it like. I'm ne- I, I haven't had a f- many movies where I get that type of adrenaline going like, oh, he's working hard. Yeah. Like, you know, like I want to go fly, you know, <laughs> and I never and, and I walked out and I went, man, that was a really good movie. And there was nobody bad. Nobody died. Yep. Nobody, nobody, you know, there was there was that and there. But there was emotional beats and there was great sound and there was great visuals. And Tom Cruise was Tom Cruise, but better, if I can say yeah. that, you yeah. know. So I loved it, but would I put it up there with some, you know, Shawshank Redemption and some movies where you're just like, this is fantastic. <laughs> uh, no, but I definitely big theater movie, four and a half stars. Everybody should go see it. Eat a shit at load of popcorn. Sorry, being three rows back. Heard you, brother. No worries there. Hey, man, quick question here before we head out, man. I definitely appreciate that you uh, coming on. Um, before we end, what's your call sign? Oh, well. I go back to the Navy call signs, which are always very personal and very e- emotional. Um, so my brothers used to call me shithead when I was little. All right. And that evo- that that evolved into Pooh Boy. And then it, it's eventually Pootis. So my call sign's Pootis. All right, man. Well, Mark, yeah. I definitely, <laughs> definitely That's what my brother's nickname is for me. So I would have to carry that over. So. They'd be like, hey, Pudis. I'm like, oh. But I would know to turn my head and look for the chats in my six. All right. We hope you enjoyed that segment with Mark. Now stick around for the rest of the show. All right, man. My favorite character in this movie right here is Miles Teller. Everybody's favorite. Lieutenant Bradley Rooster Bradshaw, man. <laughs> Uh, he's a pilot in, a mission, in the mission training group and the son of Maverick's late Rio and best friend Nick Goose Bradshaw. Uh, one, okay, one thing, dude. You know he's like, your birthday's on the 24th? Yes, okay. February 24th. He's four days older than you. I'm 10 days older than him. Yeah. This guy's our age, man, and doing crap like this. Okay. I mean, you know, just, but he's fantastic at it though. Right. Man. Right. So like, there's just, it just, and I, and I say that I put that in perspective, like there's guys 
he's just a guy just like us, man. Yeah, he's he, been doing it. I mean, he is our age, but he's been doing this for a long time. Yeah, man. So his first movie was Footloose back in 2011. So he actually has not. 2011? 20, really? 2010 was his first role, r- r- Rabbit Hole. Never heard of it. Right. Footloose. And then he did Project X in 2012. So he's only, <laughs> he hasn't, dude. Huh. But then he's done like 21 and over, The Spectacular Now, Whiplash, The Awkward Moment, Divergent. I mean, you know, you don't think he's been acting, well, you don't think he's been acting in some some BS stuff before that? Short Probably, films. yeah, yeah. Well, like, I mean, short films and stuff, yeah. Maybe not nothing he's proud to put on his filmography, <laughs> 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 on, on his highlight reel. Yeah, uh, dude. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, so he's just like in... I any, thought he'd been it, around a little bit longer than that. And any any of you or whatever, dude, he's just one of the guys, man. He's yeah. super cool, super laid back, super chill, man. Well, even then, that only that puts him at what uh, you said, what two thousand eleven, eleven. So he was what twenty in his tw- early twenties. Yeah, he was twenty four. Yeah, just just a man. But Jesus Christ, dude, did he not look like Goose? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spitting image, oh, yeah. man. It was like, a very good, good look. The mustache, which I'm rocking for the rest of the summer, okay? Let's Aviators, flight suits, and the mustache. Let's do it. It's happening. You going to join me? Yeah. I'm down. Are you bullshitting me right now? <laughs> look like you're bullshitting me, okay, <laughs> I mean, dude? I don't have to cut much. Just kind of got to get right in here. <laughs> No, I'm talking about like clean shaven. Yeah. And just keep nothing but the stash. Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys. Next pod. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I don't know if my my wife would uh Same. enjoy that Same. much. <laughs> Same. I was telling, I don't know if I was telling you, I was telling somebody, every time I shave, the last thing I shave is my mustache, right? Just leave it like that? I leave it and I turn, I'm like, does this work? And she's like, you're not done in there. <laughs> And like, what? I'm trying to get the Carl Winslow going on. And the reason, you know, we know why it's fine because we know. You know everything going on underneath the mustache. <laughs> if it wasn't for that, it, it would not. I was nothing before the mustache. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, he looked just like the father he's portraying, man. He had the tan, he had the mustache, he was tall, good looking. Yeah. Um, and you know he just was like the great balls of fire, dude. Yeah, fantastic. Good. Yeah. Talk about the emotional heartbeat right there, man. When he's doing great balls of fire, and this is after Maverick gets thrown out of the bar. Yeah. And he <laughs> goes back and he just overhears it. He's just like, you see like the flashbacks of yeah. him saying, "Dude, with the kid on the bar, oh, yeah. dude." Yeah. Oh my gosh, man, just. Uh, Heart shrinks. Some te- teary eyes right there. Teary eyes, man. Yeah. Teary eyes. Um, <clears throat> real quick, dude. Uh, Jennifer Connelly as Penelope Penny Benjamin. Um, just the amazing Jennifer Connelly. Yes. Just smoke show. Right. But also like a great actress and has been doing it forever. Um, I like that she is the daughter of the formal admiral yeah. that they talked about in the first movie, dude. Oh, yeah. That's a good callback, yeah. man. <laughs> That's putting a button on everything, man. Yeah. I really in- enjoyed that. Um, I, I don't know about you, man, but, like, I am a big John Hamm fan. Okay. Um, And mainly because, like, dude has an amazing chin. 
Yes. Okay, he has a very strong chin. Yes, yes he does. It's like if he, if he puts a domino mask on, dude, that chin gets even stronger, I think, man, right? <laughs> I think. <laughs> I'm not seeing him in a domino mask, right. but I want to. Um, His voice, dude. Yes. Just commanding. Yep, and that's what he does here. I think, he's a- I think he's more of a badass and more kind of stands in Maverick's way than even Scarrett did in the first movie. Right. Um, yeah, he seems to be like in the first one, like you said, it, he kind of had that attitude of, you know, we can break the rules a little more. Yeah. But him in this role is like, we don't break the rules here. Do not break the rules. We're, we have rules. They're rules for a reason. We do not, even though you're an awesome pilot, yeah. whatever, whatever, legend or whatever, you don't break the rules, period. It's, yeah, and I think, man, like, once again, great storytelling is telling the audience something without explaining every beat, right? Yeah. You got to think about it. That was the 80s. This is 2022. Yeah. You got media everywhere. You got phones, like... If anything happens to these kids, man, it'll be known the next day. Yeah. Right? 86, what happened to Goose? Very sad. Yes. But, like, that's going to be contained by, like, his family, close friends, in the military, right? Yeah. The, the Navy and stuff. Well, just a different, different just, just time. Just different time, man. Just different time, different but, decade. But exactly. But, like, he explained that without having to really explain it. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Because yeah. you, you understood, right? Yeah. Like you don't like the um, what the hard deck is what it's called. Yeah, you don't, you don't go do below the hard deck, right? <laughs> you don't do it. It's there for a reason, right? Because what does he say? You know, you're you lose a plane, you lose a pilot. Yeah, there's a, there's a reason for it. Yeah, man. All right, we have uh, Glenn Powell, um, Hangman. He's the I he's the Ice Man of the movie. Yeah, but I also think he was a he was a little bit bigger douche than Ice Man was too, though. I was about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yep, he definitely was. Yeah, Iceman was like we talked about. He's my favorite. He's my favorite character in the f- first movie. He knew he was the best because he was tech. He technically just was sound in everything yeah. that he did. Right, he wanted to follow the rules. This kid. I liked him yeah. as the antagonist. Once again, a bunch of good guys, um, but he was a bigger douche. Yeah, he definitely was. Yeah. You 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 felt that. He played into that. He rolled into that very, yeah. very well. But he also had some good lines where it made him show that he was actually smart, too, though. Yeah. Like, he knew the limits of their planes and knew what, you know, what they were talking about. You know the the mission run, and knew you know when they were going up and going down. Yeah, you can do this, you can do that, you can't do this. So that was, you know, that that same kind of balance that Val Kilmer had, but he was just more of a douche. Yep, <laughs> and had um, and at the end of this movie, he came into this uh, mission having only one, only active with a kill. Yeah. With a shot down or whatever, he ends the movie with, with another one. So <laughs> he was really proud of that. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Just a few more I want to talk about. Um, 
Ed Harris was great as Hammer. I wanted to see more screen time for him, but Val Kilmer as Iceman. Yeah. Sad what this guy's going through right now. Yeah, dude. Um, But they played into it very well. They made it work, dude. Yeah. Um, Because so he has throat cancer. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's about all I'm talking about. I mean, his real life, he had throat cancer. Yeah. So he can't really talk. And they used it. They didn't. They didn't say, "Oh, he's he's sick. He can't talk. He's out. We'll figure something else out. We'll kill him off." Yeah. They they were very classy in his oh, in dude. his part. I, I believe that was a very cla- classy move, too. man. And like, he's going through something, but it's twenty twenty two. We have technology, okay? Yeah. Man I was texting, and he was. Well, he was sharp on that text. Yeah, he yeah, text he back was quick, bro. Dude, them bubbles, you barely saw them bubbles pop up. <laughs> them dot, dot, dots, yeah, bro. Yeah. You have to quick. And you know, that was one thing I saw and I was thinking when we were watching it. It was like, are they, are they playing him off? Because I honestly, I kind of forgot about his, his real life situation. Yeah. And uh, I was like, are they just using this text just so they don't have him in the movie? Is yeah. he not going to show up? Is this just a... Like a a gimmick. Yeah, yeah, basically. Oh, he's talking to Iceman, cool, but we're not going to see him. So, the fact that it led up to to actually seeing him was fantastic. Going in his house. Yeah. Them having a conversation. Yep. Them standing up, embracing, and him mustering just those few words, man. Yeah. Like, for being such a great character in the first movie man mm-hmm. like people love Iceman I yeah. love Iceman right um what was it uh meet the parents the uh, Owen Wilson and uh, uh Greg's fiance they were Maverick and I- Iceman right oh yeah <laughs> and then, I was like where is he going remember, <laughs> remember Greg had to be you gotta follow me here right and then Greg had to be Ice uh, yeah. uh Goose and they were like oh, I gotta be Goose man Goose Goose dies right and that was the, the joke yeah, I, I I was not following you for a second. I was like, I don't know what's happening. But you know, he's so, so like it was such an emotional toll. Yeah, and kind of tugged on the heartstrings here. Right? Oh, yeah. You don't expect a a summer Tom Cruise blockbuster movie to tug on the heartstrings. Yeah, but this happens, man. And two moments like that: Great Balls of Fire moment. Yeah, and this man seeing Iceman that was really awesome. Right. All right, guys. So there is a lot of new recruits that um, JV talked about here. Yes. And I will will say uh, they all get some pretty good screen time, man. Yeah. They all get something to say, something to do. I really like the montages with them when <laughs> he's just tagging them, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he's, Maverick's just tagging them all in the air, man. Like Maverick's jester now, and that's yeah. cool, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they all kind of... That whole group is kind of on the same path, right? They're there yeah. because they're the best of the best, and they're all training for the same mission. So they don't they don't really have their own story arcs. I don't feel like. Yeah. Even though uh, Bob name was Robert, call sign Bob. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> I thought that was really cool, man. All right, man. Uh. This was a beautifully shot movie on IMAX, oh, yeah. man. Like I, I, I don't know about you, 
I'm going back to see this in theaters in IMAX. As long as I got a, a sign Satan or a recliner, I'm straight. All right. Deal. But that one time when we saw Ghostbusters, I'm not I'm not down for that anymore. Oh yeah, that was yeah, we, that was the forty X. Just, just spoiled. Just spoiled by the recliner <laughs> and some elbow room. Yeah, no elbow room. No no elbow room whatsoever. Yeah, Biggest no theater room. I've ever seen. Maybe. No elbow room. So I saw uh, this was <laughs> at Burkdale Village in Huntersville, the real. I saw both um, Infinity War and Endgame in that theater. Yeah. But it was packed out, so you really was like, oh, well, it is what it is. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Starlight Cinema, just the best. <laughs> but, I mean, this is a beautifully shot movie. Um the first one was gorgeous. Yes. This one with the technology and everything, man, you know, I might live to be like 101. I'm joking, guys. Um, but <laughs> it was just beautiful in every way, shape, or form, man. Like the color palette in the sky, the um, just the look and feel of like that beach scene. Dude, the, the whole beginning of the movie. Oh, my God, dude. was like, I thought we were watching the <laughs> first movie. Yes. And... It was awesome. Yeah. Like, it looked amazing. That just, you know, goes to say, like we talked about last week, how, how beautiful that movie was, the 86 one. Yeah. So, yeah, this one was fantastic. Dude, so this was shot over there, like, in the San Diego area. And they used real, they used the Navy, man. Yeah. They paid the Navy to help make this movie. Yeah, so, had some. I was looking at some stuff. I think some Blue Angel pilots yep. and all that. They had uh, cameras on like the wings. They mounted cameras on the wings of these vehicles, man. Of these beautiful rap Raptors, yeah. man. You like you talk about CGI, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, man, but when I was a kid, I saw Independence Day, and I was like, "That's what I want to do, man. I want to." fly raptors, and shoot aliens. Right. I wanted to be Will Smith. Right. But the same thing was, you know, the kids in 86 after they saw Top Gun, though, right? They probably had that same exact feeling. Yep. It's about to happen again. It's about to happen again, man. You know, it's, it's it kind of plays, Independence Day did the same thing. They All these movies kind of play as like a quasi-recruiting tool for the yeah. military, but like, you get to do cool shit though, man. So like, yeah. if you yeah. if that's what you're into, man, do it. I'm not mad at it at all. Yeah. But that's like the downside people say about these type of movies, man. It's like, oh, this is like military recruiting video. Yeah. yeah and a badass movie at yeah. that. So like <laughs> your point? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's very well done. Yeah. So, you know, if that's where it ends up, that's where it ends up. They just made a fantastic movie. And like realistic movie, the technology as well, just in like the Raptors, right? Comparing yeah. it to the 86 movie, they have the uh, missile lock or whatever with the, oh, yeah. the laser, super dope. They have, um, <laughs> they also have uh, just how they can, they basically have like a GPS in there yeah. <laughs> that is programmed to do that, that run. Yeah. That's technology, man. That's really cool. And that's like real military crap. Right. You know what I mean? That is very, very awesome. And uh, 
the way they ran these, you know, the first one, the 86, they had always had two pilots. Yeah. One for the radar and one for the, the pilot. Mm-hmm. And then this one, they ran a few that had the radar and everything. But that same radar was used for the single person plane. Definitely. Right? Yep. So there was some cool techniques that they utilized that are used. And that's how they managed to make a good film. Right. They used the people who actually do this and make sure it's very accurate. Instead of just making some stuff up. <laughs> Dude. Um, can we just talk real quick? We're going to talk about the music, which the music is obviously like still yeah. epic, right? Um, <laughs> they stole an F-14 Tomcat. Yes, they did. They stole a rust bucket, basically, right? Which I love how uh, when they look at it, it's like all plugged in and stuff like <laughs> Yeah, it's like ready to ex- go. Like an external, uh, whatever they got to use to get it started, like yeah. a big machine. It looked like an old computer. Uh, <laughs> Guys, these these F-14 Tomcats were introduced back in 1969. Yeah. Um, they only built 712. So, like, 1970 was the first run. They retired it in 2006. So, yeah, yeah they've been retired for a while. But they jumped in it and did work. Uh, like when he's sitting in there, he's like, uh, Rooster, let's get some radio. Get some radio going. <laughs> and he's just like looking at. I don't know what I'm looking yeah, at. He's like, there's nothing on. <laughs> he's like, I don't know what to tell you. That was your, your dad's job. <laughs> I've never been back there. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know what's going on. Dude, I love that yeah, he kept on calling him like Mav and everything as yeah. well, which is a callback because that's what his dad called yeah. him, you know? So I thought that was really, really cool, man. Yeah. That was the. That was like another emotional toll, kind of them together behind. It turned into behind enemy lines, right? Like this movie, it was interesting, right? And it's good. There's like thousands of writers, yeah. But it was Top Gun, and then it turned into uh, Star Wars: and a, a New Hope with that run. Did you get that vibe? Did <laughs> yeah. you get that vibe? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That dope where they flew through the bridge. Yeah, dope. Yeah. Um, and then it turned to like that Owen Wilson movie behind enemy lines, right? <laughs> Where they were shot down. They were like, oh crap, what are we going to yeah. do now? And so the F-14, man, um, I thought that was really cool. <laughs> we get, we get Danger Zone at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. If they wouldn't have done that, it would have been worth the ticket. Yeah. Yeah, and then. No, nah, it would have still been worth the ticket. Of course. <laughs> um, and then we got, uh, Harold Faltermeyer, Lady Gaga, and the great Hans Zimmer, who did the soundtrack. The one thing I do want to talk about, man, is Top Gun has those, like, iconic bells that, like, bring you in and take you out. What do you mean? In the the music. So, in the main, I've downloaded the soundtrack, by Mm -hmm. the way, because I'm a nerd. Um, But there's these bells that just bring you in, and it goes, dung. Oh, yeah. I got you. Right? It's just so iconic, yeah, right? That, that always comes in when they're like flying through the sunset, right? Yes. <laughs> or on the horizon. When he's, when he's uh, brushing past the tower, yeah. right? I thought that was yeah, really cool, you. man. Just <laughs> that was iconic. Awesome, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the callback, dude. Like, that's the thing. You want to, for all this like iconic stuff, you kind of want to bring it back into yeah. the sequel. 
but it, you don't want to make it cheesy. That's yeah. the thing. And this movie had to do all of these. It yeah. had all these beats that they had to hit, but they were not cheesy. They were really cool when they happened, and you yeah. just was like, well, this is, this one, is why I fell in love with the 86 movie. And this is one where you want it, too. Yeah. You know, you don't want a brand new movie. You want you want to feel that old movie as well, but with those new elements. Yeah. So Like a fresh I mean, take Without that it, guitar yeah. riff, man, it's you lose a lot. Dude, so good, man. Yeah. Um, we also got two singles, uh, one by Lady Gaga, Hold My Hand, which was good. But the I Ain't Worried by One Republic on the beach football scene. Dude. One. <laughs> fire summer track, all right? <laughs> all right? Fire summer track. But they were playing yeah. they were playing uh, dogfight football. Yeah. Offense versus offense. Right. Oh, because at first, right, they had like, you know, you watch football. One team hikes the ball. Mm-hmm. The other team is playing defense. They don't have the ball. But when they lined it up and the camera like panned in, they both had a football and they both snapped and they both had quarterbacks. Yeah. For a while, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> right? And in in great writing fashion, without him having to like, all right, guys, this is what we're gonna do to be fair. It just cut to them having a good time. It yeah. cut to them playing this game, right? And then when uh John Ham's uh, Admiral character came, <laughs> which was, which was because he walked into the room yeah. and was like, where the hell are these kids at? Yeah, yeah. And they went to the beach and was just like a shadow yeah. over Tom. Um, he explained, man, we're yeah. playing dogfight football, offense yeah. versus offense, right? You told me to get a team, there's your team. Yeah. Just those lines. That's exposition right there, yeah. man. That is story. Good. And you saw good. like how pumped they all are for each other, man. Yeah. They had like, I think Bob, they had like Bob in the air or whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that was all, it all there, and that was all with that I ain't worried track, man. Very yeah. cool. That's where we get the uh all the shirtless dudes. Shirtless dudes, bro. Just Miles Taylor just, just uh, Yeah, just dancing it up, man. Yeah. He had a shirt off. His dad didn't. Right, right. Dad wore the, the cutoff. Yeah, man. Classy, man. Gotta keep it classy. Yeah, he had a he had a barbecue to attend yeah. after that, bro. Obviously, <laughs> cut the grass and do a good old barbecue. You get sunburn on the shoulders real easy. Just <laughs> <laughs> mad. <laughs> not, not not here, just here. Yeah, though. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I do have a quick theme here for you. Um, ultimately, this is just a grand action popcorn, you know, flick. Um. But this also is about second chances for uh, Pete, right? Yeah. Knowing that Maverick, knowing that you know he can do more and he doesn't have to be stuck. Yep, is more for him, right? You can have a somebody that you care about in your life. Um, you can actually do something in the Navy that is promising, can help other people out, not just fly and be yeah. on your own, right? Right. Um, and for Rooster, you can get out of the shadow of your father. Um, You can be a great pilot. The fact that you came back in and saved Maverick just speaks volumes. Yeah. Just speaks crazy volumes, man. Um, That's what this movie is about, man. This movie has a lot of heart. Like, the first one was filled with a lot of, like, macho guys competing 
and you know you had like the, the sadness of Goose dying, but this one had a lot of heart. Yeah, I loved it, man. All right, team, that is our conversation about Top Gun Maverick. JV, talk to me, brother. Give me your thoughts. Give me your ratings. They held up. Yeah. Uh, I think everything they did in here, either new parts of the story or going back to the callbacks from from 86, very classy, um, very heartwarming as well. Yeah. Like you said, the first one was basically just testosterone and, and blowing stuff up. I had a lot more involved with this, and it was a very good line. Um, you know, they had they had a mission. They had a point that they had to get to, so it wasn't just school this time. It was uh, reasons to do this, reasons to do that, which I thought was a good element to it. Uh, it was beautiful. All the camera angles, all the sets, everything we saw. And it's going to be a five out of five buckets of popcorn for me, sir. I love it. And I, and I walked out wanting to see, like, I wanted to turn around and go watch it again. It's been it's been a long time since I wanted to do that. <laughs> Walking out of a movie theater. Yeah. So. Good deal, brother. All right, man. Um, yeah, dude. Off top, five buckets of popcorn. Yeah. Uh, like I said, this was a beautifully shot movie. Uh, this was me coming to the understanding that, like, Tom Cruise is the biggest movie star in the world. Love him, hate him, yep. whatever. He's the biggest movie star in the world, man. This is the reason why. You take a property from the 80s that made you a movie star, right? bring it back 30 years later, and still shows that you are a movie star. Yeah. Not a lot of movies do that, man. Yeah. I don't agree. I agree. Not a lot of movies do that, bro. And, and he always makes his rounds as well. Like yeah. he puts his time in to make sure that the uh, I don't know what other word, the the foundations, I guess, yeah. of it. The, the Navy, the military, all that stuff. He goes through all that stuff and all those premieres and shakes hands with everybody. So he's a he's a super. Pre- he's not only is the one of the world's biggest actors. He's a super producer. Yeah. And obviously he produces his own stuff. Tom Cruise Productions. Um, Great name. Very good name. <laughs> this has been a TC production, ladies <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The Nina, the Pinta. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, so he, he goes through that, man. He gets Joseph Kaczynski. He gets Christopher McQuarrie, right? He gets Aaron Kruger. Guys that he has worked with before, right? Um, he, you know, he, he gets all this military brass and pays the Navy, right? As a producer, this is yep. your, your job to get the funding and get yeah. the money, yeah. put the money up for the return, man. He does all this. Why? Because he wants to make a fantastic film. Imagine how much how much you have to be able to, like, provide to put multiple billion dollar airplanes in the air. Like that's Tom what Cruise, kind of, bro. What kind of insurance policy oh, dude. do you have to have to be able to say we're gonna put three or four billion dollar airplanes in the air and fly them very close to each know. other. I mean be it they had the pilots that do it every day. Yeah. But yeah. 
still. You got to pay for them. Somebody, somebody's got to pay for it, right? Dude, such so, so good, man. That's pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, man. So, yeah, this one definitely gets five bucks of popcorn. I love everything about this movie. Uh, Rooster is just a kick-ass character. Yeah. Jennifer Connelly is gorgeous and holds her own as this bar owner that rekindles her love with Maverick. And just the new cast of characters, man. Um, fun. Just great. Yeah. Phenomenal. Had a good time. All right, team. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Top Gun Matter. Next week, we'll be discussing identity. And that is streaming on Netflix. I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villolos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. J8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.